Welcome to Contrast. On this podcast, we compare and contrast our artistic journeys, creative process, and philosophies on art making. I'm Bethany Granberg, and I'm here with my husband, Josh, and we are both visual artists with very different styles and backgrounds. Hi, Josh. Hi. How's it going? Felt pretty good this week? As we record, it is the 20th of October, and I'm exactly 23 weeks pregnant. So, I am starting to feel all the feels, both physically and emotionally. (laughs) (laughs) You have done very well with it. Thank you. New sensations every day in my body. It's interesting. It's a challenge and a joy. (laughs) (laughs) Good. How are you? I'm doing all right. I went to the chiropractor today. So I'm a little bit sore, but feel good at the same time. This time felt better than last time. So hopefully things are improving. Good. So we got COVID tests this past week. Joy. We had a, what do you call it? Second person exposure. Second person once removed. <laughs> the, the person who knew a person who had COVID No, wait. We were around a person who had been around a person who ended up having COVID. So we got tested just to be safe. I have doctor's appointments I don't want to cancel or feel weird about going to. Yeah, we couldn't really do like a two-week isolation. So we just thought, well, let's just get tested. That was the most peculiar and one of the more unpleasant experiences Not horrible, not really painful, but... Basically stick a big stick up your nose, like five inches in your skull, scratching the back of your head. That's what it feels like. Yeah, for 10 seconds on each side. I wasn't (laughs) prepared for that. It's it's very uncomfortable. I liked your description. You said it's just wrong. Yeah, it's not excruciating. It just just feels really wrong. (laughs) You're touching a part of my body that I've never felt Physically, like I've never had any sensation in, let alone this one. Yes. Okay. So we were negative. So we're we're negative. Yay. What's our topic for today? We are talking about creativity. You know, that's not a big topic or anything. Yeah, just a little for an art podcast. So we know that we cannot cover every possible thing to say about creativity in one episode. And you'll probably find out very quickly that we have very different ideas of what creativity is and how to go about being creative. Right. One of the biggest reasons that we decided to do this podcast is that we disagree with each other about things. Like we're married, we're both artists, but we have differing viewpoints and it's really interesting to talk about that. Like we enjoy the disagreement. So we thought, well, maybe someone else would enjoy our disagreement also. (laughs) (laughs) We will touch on it a lot more in future podcasts and we couldn't even cover it all in multiple seasons of multiple episodes of a podcast, let alone today. People have been talking about creativity and what it is for thousands of years so I mean forever but as artists we do have some opinions about 
some of those things. So we're going to share them. So first question, do you think you are creative? Yeah. (laughs) Um, That might seem like an obvious answer for two artists, but it's actually not. It's It's a good question. I would say sometimes. Sometimes I am creative and sometimes I'm not. (laughs) What about you, Josh? Do you think you're creative? My first gut reaction is to say no. I don't think I am creative. Really? Yeah. Okay. I think I am artistic, Okay. but I don't think I'm necessarily creative. And I think I I say that because I think, you know, the, the typical thought when you talk about creativity is it's always isolated to art. And I think within art, I am probably more artistic than I am creative. But in life, I think I'm very creative. Okay, that's what I was going to say. If someone asked me if Josh was creative, I would say, oh my gosh, yes. Josh is one of the most creative people I know. Well, thanks. Oh, but... (laughs) You know, I mean, to look at the style of his art, like it's it's more classical realism. Um, and so I when I say that, I'm not even I'm not even necessarily talking about his art. And so that, you know, that brings us into our topic really well. I think that we want to talk about the difference between the words creative and artistic and what they both mean and some like baggage and misconception with them. So Josh thinks he's artistic, but he doesn't think he's creative. So we're just (laughs) going to break that down and try and try and offer like our ideas and definition. Yeah. So for me, kind of the reason I say that is because for me, creativity is about problem solving. You are, you, an individual is presented with a problem it takes creativity to solve that. And so I can be very creative in a life problem. Let's say, you know, something needs to happen, whatever, whatever that might be. It might be how to build a fence or an intellectual problem or how are we going to solve this issue within a business structure. And I can, you know, within 20 seconds come up with 20 different ideas that are outside the box and crazy. And I kind of view it as an exercise of figuring out where the boundaries really actually are. So of what's possible. Of what's possible. Okay. Yeah. And Josh is not afraid to think that way. And so I think he's super creative because he thinks of crazy ideas and lots of them without hindrance, without reserve, without fear. And so... I think he's very creative. He just doesn't like to say he's creative knowing the like societal baggage that goes along with that word a lot of the time, which restricts it to like, quote unquote, the arts. Yeah. I guess we'll get into that. Maybe. Yeah, we're going that direction anyway. (laughs) And that is actually, we're going to come, we might do a whole nother podcast on creative brainstorming, creative process, how to be creative, because that's not really what we're addressing here, but um, like refraining from judgment during the brainstorming phase yeah, is just kills the biggest creativity. thing with brainstorming and creativity. Okay. And it kills but art. We'll come, we'll come back to that. <laughs> um, so there's baggage around the word creativity that I want to dispel 
correct some of the misconceptions a little bit because as an art teacher, I am face-to-face with them a lot, like in my students saying, I'm not creative or, or anyone saying that. So one of the misconceptions is, is that it's this idea that you are either creative or you're not. So like you're born with it or you're not? Yes. Like uh-huh. it is a magical, ingrained reality or not. And some people like have that gene and others don't. Yeah, I don't believe that. Yeah, that's a load of baloney. Um, every person, as Josh described it, like problem solving, every person is creative. Every person needs to problem solve, needs to think outside of the box And that is like a muscle. Um, This is how I describe it to my students, that it's like a muscle that you exercise and it can be developed and grown and used, but it's there in every person. Like just because every person isn't a runner doesn't mean they all don't have the muscles in their legs necessary to do that. Some people have developed it more than others or might have a desire to develop it more than others. Yeah, I think that really is a big piece is the desire. Yeah. And then also, you know, with that comes encouragement, um, opportunity, uh, especially at a very, very young age. If you scribble on pieces of paper and make a big mess and then you get scolded for it, that sticks with you. Or if you're encouraged and that is fostered in you, then it really grows. So that cultivation starts at a really young age. Um, Another thing that goes along with that misconception is is that it creates pressure. There's this idea, if if I am or am not creative, then if you see yourself as one of the nots, then you're going to be so limited and not even try, and you'll never know what what might have been enjoyable or fulfilling Uh or what you were capable of, and that's really sad. Yep. And I don't think creativity should be connected with identity. Yes. Like, you know, labeling someone as this person is creative, this person is not. And, you know, even that phrase that I understand the concept, I guess, but I think it really does a lot of damage when someone says, I am a creative. I am a creative person. Yes. Don't even say that. I am am a creative. I don't know what that even means. It it sounds a little pretentious and it it carries so much pressure with it that if you do think of yourself that way, that would actually be a hindrance to your risk taking and to... Like willing, being willing to do things that are not perfect, which yeah. if you do any, yeah. anything you do is not going to be perfect. And you have to be willing to do the imperfect things in order to grow and develop skill. And, and that's true in any, any skill, not just arts. Yeah. I mean, what if you have a, a concept, an idea that you want to put down on canvas or paper or something and it doesn't go well? Does that mean you are now less of a person? Yeah. Or like... <laughs> Is that going to threaten this identity that you've adopted? Like, that's a problem. You're g- it's just going to weigh it down when it should be this, like, free thing. Yeah. I came up with these three statements, talking about this earlier, that some people would think of it as, I am a creative. And then the next one is, I am creative. It's not as much of an identity thing, 
but it's still a value. Maybe not even a value. It's more than a value. It's an expectation. Yeah, there you go. And I have never, like, I've honestly never thought in in those two ways about myself. I've never thought I am a creative. I have thought like the third statement is I am sometimes creative. And so sometimes when I have a creative idea or do something creative or I have an idea for an artwork that I'm really enjoying and I think it was a strong idea, then in that moment, I'm like, wow, this is creative. This is fun. But it's not tied to my identity. And it's and it's just that one time. <laughs> like, it may or may not happen again after that. Yeah, and that's okay. It doesn't threaten your artistic ability or your identity. It just sometimes works, sometimes doesn't. And if there's fear connected to it, you're just going to kill your art. Yeah, so you can just enjoy each each idea and each exercise as you do it and not attach all this other baggage. So that's kind of creativity, at least a, a general overview of what we think about creativity. So what about being artistic? Creativity versus artistic. Yeah, so what is what is being artistic? Um, I would say engaging in the arts. <laughs> I know you're not supposed to use the word in the definition. Yeah. But in- you know, this is definitely like a cultural, what is considered an art form and doing one of those things. <laughs> yeah, I think I would agree. Um, you know, like when I say I think I'm artistic but not creative, I think having a, a natural propensity for certain skills within the realm of what society typically labels as art so you think it's having a natural propensity for those artistic skills? I guess so. I'm a little hesitant in saying that. Because yeah, because don't, you don't believe in that. I don't believe you that. have said that before <laughs> that you don't think it's like an inborn thing. Josh yeah. has said he thinks anyone can learn this skill, and I agree in a way. But explain what you what you mean. Yeah. So the basic idea is like let's take Florence Academy of Art where I went to school, you know, they will say that they can teach anyone how to draw because drawing is just like the skill of writing. It's a skill and a skill can be learned. But just because someone can learn the skill of drawing or the skill of writing doesn't make them an artist. It doesn't instill in them the creativity to solve problems the way a master artist would. I don't know if that makes any Yeah, sense. and we already mentioned the desire part. If you're interested in art, then you're probably going to try to do it from a younger age and start developing those skills sooner. And then by the time you become like a teenager or adult, you might have developed more skill than others. Yeah. And that really started with the interest and passion for it, not like a magical inborn thing. And there's actually been a lot of research done on this too. You know, they they take things, you know, people like um, Mozart. They say he was this musical genius and at age, you know, in his teens was writing 
sonnets and operas and all this kind of stuff, but they, they don't take into consideration that from age three, he was being pushed hard by his dad and his family to create a high level of art. And so when you're working for 10 hours every day on a single specific skill from age three, by the time you're 13, you have 10 years of intense study in it. So yeah, you're going to be pretty good at age 13. Then you also have like age order. You know, like, um, for example, every single person that's been into space has been a firstborn child. Astronauts. Astronaut. Every single astronaut that's been into space has been a firstborn child. And then you take like the fastest people on the planet, the runners, they're all younger children. So it could be, you know, we think often like an, a, an athlete. So we're talking about nature versus nurture. Nature versus nurture. Okay. So it's this, it's this very intensely connected and interwoven thing to where we think... Okay, an athlete is born with that ability, but could it also be that because they were younger and had older siblings that they had to run a whole lot more to keep up with their older siblings? So develop those muscles and that passion of chasing and ended up being very, very fast. That's a good argument for it, I guess. So there comes this desire at a very young age that if someone really has that desire and the ability to focus on specific skills, that they'll develop it much quicker. And I think it's the same thing with art. That if you're young and you like it and love it and it's nurtured in you, you'll develop that natural, what we would call the natural ability. So I teach high schoolers and as, as a high school art teacher, I definitely see what seems like natural ability versus um, <laughs> versus like less. Not so natural. Like. Not so naturally. Less skill coming into my classroom. But I don't know what happened in their entire lives before that. They come into my room with varying levels of ability and interest. And to all of those students, I say, wherever you're at, which I know you're at different places right now with, with art and artistic skill and creativity, it can be developed. It can be learned. Um, like you can grow, you can improve in this area and enjoy seeing yourself grow. It's just, since you're all at different starting places, you're not going to end up at the same place at the end of the growth. So I hope that that's an encouragement that anyone can pursue it and develop skill and it's not like a thing you're magically able to do or not. Another thing I have told my students, like we've been talking a lot about skill. So does that mean that being artistic is the same thing as being artistically skilled, Josh? That's a very good question. Yeah, we didn't talk about that question. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> We're not an authority on these things. We're just sharing thoughts. I think I would say yes. That I think what we are, when we say artistic, I think probably, at least I am thinking 
skilled in the arts. Really think I about think that's that. the definition we have come to. I would have to think more to like really assert that with confidence. What I tell students is that skill is one aspect of art and art making. So if you're going to ask like what goes into making strong art for myself and my students, I've boiled it down to three things. One is technical skill. One is creativity. And one is the purpose or message. Yeah, I think that's great. So creativity, it's kind of like a square and a rectangle. Creativity is a part of art making, but creativity is not limited to art making. I think the way I... Th- think about it is art to me is kind of made up of three things where you have the idea that you know the the concept that you're wanting to visually represent if we're talking about the visual arts of let's say painting drawing or those those types of art so you have the the idea the concept then you have the aesthetic of the visual beauty that you're trying to put down And then you have this skill. So it's those three things, the idea, the aesthetic, and the skill to be able to do those things. I think creativity is how you solve the problems that naturally arise when you're trying to figure out how to portray the idea or how to lead with the aesthetics and then bring out an idea, let's say with... um, you, know, you you just see something pretty. You're walking along and you see a beautiful tree. That's that's a concept that is led by the aesthetic. And so then you try to paint that. And you need skill to do it. And then at some point you can bring in a concept. Or maybe it's just simply a pretty picture that you put on your wall. But at other times it could be led by the concept to where you're going through this deep emotional feeling that you want to put out there. And then you create some kind of this abstract aesthetic to help communicate that idea. And you do that through skill. And creativity is how you solve all those problems that come Hmm. up with it. That's the way I think about it. Okay, that's interesting. That's good. So creativity, in what you're saying, is not one of the three things. It's just how you decide to use all three of those things. Yeah, it's just problem solving. How to implement. Interesting. Okay. I guess I would have just thought that the aesthetic, what it looks like, is is implied. If it's going to be a visual art, then it's going to be there. I wouldn't have, like, listed it. But it's definitely part of it. I think the reason I really bring it up is because sometimes... Something is just simply and purely aesthetically pleasing. And is that legitimate as artwork? Right. You know, let's say realism, as in not something that looks real. Like that's typically how we view it today is something looks real. Realism is like like classic French realism. Realism as an art movement was about painting and communicating the natural, normal everyday life of the peasant. Mm, Like not idealized, not the high lofty things. Yeah, Yeah. not high art, not perfectly proportioned people in Roman 
architecture, stuff like that. So up to that point, that's what art was, was all this high, high, high mm -hmm. art that was kind of viewed as very cold and boring and disconnected from reality. And so realism was about painting the peasant, painting a cabbage sitting on a table. And what is the aesthetic quality of that cabbage sitting on a table? What emotion is there? What sense of being, you know, I think it's interesting that we have now like this, this movement of mindfulness. That's what realism is about. It's about being mindful of the object sitting there in the reality of what it is, not what it could be or potentially is seen, but what it is. And that's realism. And so how can you bring aesthetic into that? Can you bring an aesthetic quality into something that's boring and an aesthetic quality into something that's incredibly beautiful? So how do you solve that problem? <laughs> how do you paint a cabbage sitting on a table in a pleasant way? <laughs> that takes creativity. <laughs> I guess that is a creative problem to solve, huh? Yeah. You know, people might ask, why would you want to paint a cabbage on a table? But it, it is dealing with a like deeper psychological question. Like that corresponded probably to humanism. I think it maybe in some ways it of course it it brought up the concept of value. Does like who has value? Who what has, has value? value? Yeah. Is it only the the aristocrats that have value, or does the peasant have value? You know, I think we're going through that today in our country. Does every single person have equal value? And today we would say, no, they don't. And so how do we deal with that? How do we balance that out? And so... We would say they don't? Well, that's why we're fighting for oh, Black like, Lives Matter and things like that. Is like because the way we things don't are right. does not show that they have equal value. Right. Okay. Not we that don't they don't feel. intrinsically have <laughs> Right. You know, I think we would all argue that, yes, every single person does have equal value. Intrinsically, but. they have equal value. Josh is not saying that yeah. we don't have. But as a society, we don't always feel that way. And so that's what we're wrestling with. So taking it to a very, very different playing field of back to the cabbage. Does the cabbage sitting on a piece on a table? Back have to value? the cabbage. <laughs> that could be an episode title. Back to the cabbage. I need to do a painting now of a cabbage <laughs> sitting on a table and give I it challenge incredible you value. to make that an interesting painting. <laughs> okay, wow. We just got a lot deeper than I expected. That's what art in is. This episode. Yeah. Art is deep. Makes I think. mean, to me, art explores the soul of humanity. It's the depths of who we are. That's what it is for me. And so even, so, you know, my art being very classical, I think in some ways is doing that. It's causing, I want people to think, not simply look at it and go, wow, that's amazing. Look at that. I want them to look at it and go, interesting. Why did he paint that? It's pleasing. It draws me in. But why? But why? Yeah. And I, I mean, I would say I have the exact same goal of wanting to be thought-provoking, wanting to convey ideas and messages and have people go away changed and thinking about the concept. 
but aesthetically, <laughs> our approach to doing that and our, cre- you know, our creative our decision solution to that problem is is totally different yeah. from each other. And and both are equally valuable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. That's probably a good place to wrap up. We didn't talk about how to be creative or what a creative process might look like. So we could come back to that in another episode. <laughs> and the challenge is paint a cabbage sitting on a table <laughs> in a deeply valuable aesthetic way. Oh my, you don't have to do that. Don't <laughs> listen to him. <laughs> it's a good creative Think problem. Think about the idea, but okay, guys. So I hope that dispels some pressure and lies around the idea of creativity so that you can be more free to try it out and not take it on as a identity or non-identity. Or yeah, like don't that. be afraid of it. Yeah. We'll talk about creativity again and other aspects of it, maybe more practically, and all that jazz. Well, I like talking to Josh. I hope you like listening to Josh and me. <laughs> <laughs> take it easy. We'll talk to you next time. Mm-hmm.